Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. One of the primary themes of Holy Lent is spiritual warfare. In fact, the tone of this theme is firmly set on the first Sunday of Lent, where our gospel lesson is that of Jesus being led into the wilderness by the Spirit at the beginning of his public ministry in order to confront the devil head on. I, nor probably most of us, did not imagine just two weeks ago when I preached on this theme that we would be in these current circumstances. There's times, I'm sure for all of us, it seems surreal. We're going about our day and we forget what's happening. Maybe it seems like a dream. But this is no dream. And neither is the very real battle that we face with our ancient foe. The propers from today's Mass continue to remind us of this predicament wherein this struggle, this spiritual warfare, and how we are to respond. In our introit, we hear, Mine eyes are ever towards the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Look thou upon me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate, afflicted, and in misery. Unto thee, O Lord, I lift up my soul, my God, in thee have I trusted. Let me not be confounded. And on our collect for the day, we prayed, we beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies. Again, in our gradual before the gospel lesson, Arise thou, O Lord, while mine enemies are driven back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. Unto thee lift up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, even as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, even so our eyes Wait upon the Lord our God until he have mercy upon us. Well, given our current circumstance, we might ask, who is our enemy? What are we fighting? What is it that we are crying out to God to deliver us from? Is our enemy this virus? Is it sickness? Is it death? And certainly we are to pray to God to deliver us from sickness and death, to turn back this pestilence, to save his people. So in one sense, our enemy is this pestilence. But in another sense, sickness and death is not our real concern. Death, in one sense, is no longer the enemy we contend with. You see, death has been defeated. Hell has been vanquished. Christ is risen. As the apostle says, O grave, where is thy victory? 
For us, for us, death is overcome. Christ is risen. So yes, we want this pestilence to go away. We want to be healthy and safe. We want to live. But in the big picture, we know that our enemy death has been defeated. Death is dead. It has been destroyed by the death of Christ. And though we all will yet still pass through it, we know that we are free from its power. So what is our real enemy? What is it that we are crying out to God to save us from? Because we are in a real struggle. And we do need deliverance now more than ever. Well, our real struggle is not against death. Our real struggle is against the fear of death. Death is dead. And yet we still wrestle with the fear of our great enemy. Our battle is not with sickness, not with death. It is with the sting of death, which is sin. It is with unbelief. It is with our failure to see and know the goodness and the power of God at work in us in this corrupt world. In times like these, when everything has been thrown into disorder and chaos, when our lives have been disrupted, by the threat of sickness and death and loss of property and comfort. It is at times like this, most of all, that we need to be courageous and steady in our faith and in our living as well. There is no more important time than this to live orderly. We shall go on living. If you are a follower of Christ, that is what you shall do. You shall live. That's not a prophecy. Not a prophecy that you're not going to get sick. It's a fact. Whether you get sick or not, you will live. And so live your life free from fear. Live courageously in faith. We don't want to become sick. We don't want our loved ones to become sick. God save us. But more importantly... We need God to deliver us from fear, from panic, from anxiety, and from disorder. Of all times, this is not the time to relax our efforts. We are in the midst of Lent. This is the time to live a disciplined and orderly life. You know, this is not an occasion for vacation from God just because our routines have been disrupted or because we are fearful and anxious. It's a time to strengthen our resolve to live well, to pray, to turn to God, and to one another. And in fact, that is actually what many of us are doing. You know, there is always a silver lining in trial and suffering. That is the power of God, the power of God's love, to turn everything for good for those who love him. That's the real definition of providence and predestination. Right now you can't come to church to receive the mysteries. You're praying at home with your family. And we're doing what we can to try and bring you the services through the internet. So that we can all, as a community, participate in this way. You know, I've been trying to get 
folks interested in praying the daily office for years, with some success. But yesterday, we streamed Lauds. And we had more people at Lauds yesterday than I have ever had at Lauds at the church. In addition, many of you have been asking for help because you want to learn how to pray the office at home. Today, around noon or so, we're going to have a virtual coffee hour so that we can all stay connected. And so I would ask you to check your email, those members of St. Patrick's, check your email because there's going to be an invitation there for you to join a table in the parish hall at coffee hour. And I'll try and go around and visit each table. People are calling one another, checking in with one another, looking out for one another. In some ways, we may end up connecting as a community during this trial more than ever. Some people have warned that people are going to get used to not going to church and grow cold in their faith and fall away. Well, that may happen, but I predict that many of us, hopefully most of us, will experience the opposite. We will long to be together again. We will realize that sometimes maybe we've taken the Mass and our community for granted and we'll pine for it. We'll be grateful like never before. And our response through this will be to reprioritize our lives accordingly. The social distancing that has become a strange opportunity for us to actually connect more deeply and express our love for one another. The quarantine has become an opportunity to slow down and simplify our lives and to reorient around good and quality life activities. Just eating dinner together, going outside, reading a book, spending more time as a family. There's a very strange paradox happening right now, even in how we are using technology, hopefully using it more responsibly to connect with one another and not as a device just to deplete our souls. At least I hope that's what we're doing right now with technology in these circumstances. As the Apostle tells us, we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. This is not just some trite platitude. It is the truth I encourage all of you to read Romans chapter 8 this afternoon and to remember to go on living your life in fullness and with courage because you are a Christian. Because you are a Christian, you will live. No matter what happens to you, you will live. The question is, is how will you live? In fear, anxiety, boredom? Chaos and tossed about disorderly? Or will you live well? You can live well at all times. Even times like these, you can live well. In some ways, it is times like these that teach us, that remind us how to live well. Let's not miss that opportunity. Christ is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.